Hello, spreaders. Welcome to The Spread. This is season four, and I'm your host, Kaz. So guess what, guys? Tapiwa is back on the podcast. Whoop, whoop. In the book. <laughs> I figured you guys enjoyed our content from the last time and from all of the stuff that I'd been pushing on our social media page that we decided that it would be nice to touch on a few more intimate conversations. Like... Anal. Tapiwa is one of those guys that's very comfortable with his sexuality and open to speaking about all things sex and all the different aspects and especially in these times of isolation, which I think is a good time to start experimenting with self. So a couple of weeks ago, I invited Tapiwa to come onto my IG live to discuss all things anal. Everything from rim jobs, preparing for penetration, douching, cleanliness, and safety. I have all the receipts. So this episode is an audio recording of the time that Tapiwa and I were on IG Live. So if there's any kind of like sound hiccups, very few, I'm pretty sure, please forgive me. But other than that, enjoy the episode. I want you to be with me every step I'm taking, cause I know so, a lot of you know that the reason that we're live is because we're here to discuss anal. Ooh, 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 that booty talk, booty talk, booty talk. <laughs> so, I thought that you were the perfect person for this conversation because I know that anal is a big part of your play. And I would like, I guess, let's start by, because this, this live is on, the spread, is on the spread pod. So, let's start by introducing people to you. Hi, everybody. My name is Tapiwa. Um, on Instagram, I go by Sunda Kwanji. And um, among many things, I enjoy sex and nice things and rope bondage as well. Rope bondage. And what's your journey with uh, anal? Uh, it's a long one. <laughs> no a pun. Long, fun journey. I've been... <laughs> and I've been enjoying it for a really long time. Um, so I've got perspectives both as a receiver and a giver for lack of a better word yeah okay cool so i thought that this would be a really interesting conversation for people to have especially coming from male perspective because there's so much converse taboo conversationally going around about anal and really anal should have everything to do with the person that owns the asshole more than any other part of their body, what their gender is or what else they're carrying. And so we're going to f zoom in and focus on that part. And I do have some of your questions that came in over the last 24 hours. And I'm going to just open that right now so that I could, you could help me unfold that so we're gonna do it we're gonna go backwards and and the reason we're gonna go backwards with the questions is because one of the last questions that I received is really interesting and pertinent to the beginning of the conversation so the first question is what is anal play so to me anal play is any sort of uh, stimulation of areas around your ass and within your ass for sensual or sexual reasons yeah so for pleasure or for just sensation yeah so that can involve licking, touching, playing with toys, 
playing with temperatures, playing with textures, so like smooth things, uh, textural things, um, wet things, dry things. Yeah. So there's so many different ways you can take it. Okay. Could could we talk a little bit more about textures and wet things? <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, um, lube is a wet thing that's going to definitely be involved when it comes to end or play. But you can play with other liquids. You can play with water for the like water pressure for argument's sake. So like a shower head, that would be a really nice thing to play mm -hmm. around your ass. I don't know about inside. That's like high grade stuff. Mm -hmm. But certainly on the outside and textures, mm -hmm. you can play with like feathers or something like a flogger. That can also be quite a, quite a nice sensation to play with. Mm -hmm. I I like that. I do enjoy um, like playing in around the area the perineum and the asshole on the outside and licking i really enjoy receiving i also really enjoy giving and uh, a lot of people are very scared of um, conversations around anal play because a lot of the questions that i've received is people saying that it's really painful but the thing is there's so many pleasurable ways to play with the with, like there's so many nerves like centered around there that um, give you so much ple pleasure so there's so many different ways in which you can have anal play that doesn't necessarily involve penetration so it depends on the material you're playing with yeah yeah so um we have another question. Do women get or anal orgasms or is that solely for people with a prostate? Most definitely. So it's not going to be every woman, but some women do get orgasms from it because you can indirectly stimulate your G-spot and the rest of your vaginal canal through anal penetration as well. And for a lot of people with uh, valves and vaginas, it's also a matter of the idea that you're doing something so naughty is mentally stimulating to the point of climax as well. So for in so many different ways, you can have an orgasm even if you don't have a prostate. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just depends on yeah. uh, if you have exploded yourself and if your anatomy works for you in that regard as well. Yeah. And a lot of it involves just the act of relaxation and like leaning into it. Mm. And so... A lot of time people just like kind of tense up. Just the idea of having anything near their asshole is so tensing. So people are just like, and so the minute that something touches you, you, you freak out yeah. and you, you, you remove yourself from enjoying the possibility of all of those pleasures. Um, as for orgasms and, and women, um, first of all, you can receive orgasms from so many different parts of your body so many and it's not limited to just the clitoris and it's not mm. limited to just the the vagin like vaginal area and you can have nipple orgasms you can have skin orgasms you can have there's so many different ways in which your your body can feel so many different kinds of pleasure if you allow yourself to experience that so mm. definitely there are ways in which um you can experience anal orgasms many people have if you allow yourself to you're in control of your body so because we're only we, only the tip of the clitoris is exposed in in our vulva the clitoris goes on to the inside and is and is is stimulated when there's penetrative sex vaginal sex and sometimes when you're having anal sex the clitoris is stimulated and so that allows for you to be able to have um anal orgasms fantastic yeah 
That's definitely a good uh, good point to add to that. Yeah. How do I go about it? I, e, in order not to feel pain after the play. Okay, so for that, I think it's going to depend on how aggressive you take things, right? So you should be playing in a sort of range that you're comfortable with, right? So what what I encourage people to do is. Let's say you want to play with a certain kind of toy, with a certain kind of finger size, certain kind of partner size. You get comfortable playing above that size level so that when you play with that specific person, it's not as physically challenging compared to what you're normally able to uh, handle. So then you don't really have to go through a painful experience. But if you're in the beginning of this journey, uh, even something as small as a pinky can seem intimidating. So you want to give yourself plenty of time. I definitely don't do anal sex in a rushed mood. It's something I do over a few hours because you've got to prepare for it adequately. You've got to be in the right frame of mind. You've got to be relaxed. And either you're playing by yourself or you're playing with another person or other people, you've got to trust that room, whoever's in that room, to take it easy with you and guide you. So it's, it's about how do you start the journey itself, right? You've got to be intentional. So play within your limits. Definitely, definitely use a ridiculous amount of lube. This is my lube section here, right? And you can see one, two, three, four, five bottles of lube. Just for me, I'm not even having sex with anyone else right now. That's just my lube, you know? So there's never a thing like too much lube when it comes to, I think, to sex in general, but even more so when it comes to anal. And go with a pace that makes sense for your body, right? I think a lot of people get ideas from porn where really aggressive, extreme things are happening, but you don't have to have anal sex yeah. for that. You can go according to your body and what you can handle such that afterwards you're okay and anal doesn't mean like Cass said already getting a dick inside of you right especially if you can't handle that side yeah. of the dick right so do the anal that's comfortable for your body at that particular point in your journey yeah i like that and i agree with that's that I, I don't have anything else to add so i think a question that a lot of people have asked is because I really want to be able to ask the questions so that we so that we are progressively going into into anal play, like starting with just playing with the perineum and the asshole and everything on the outside, and then progressively working. Sorry, just rephrase the question. Oh, wait, again. I haven't asked it yet. <laughs> the question is: I'm about to do it for the first time. I'm nervous, but I still want to do it. What should I expect? So uh, I would say start with exploring your own body by yourself um, because you get immediate feedback to as to what feels good and what doesn't feel good so i'll say start playing with your own body using maybe your fingers or like a tiny little toy that's designed for anal play so that you know the level of comfort you're willing to explore and you know what you like and what you enjoy and in that way, you can then guide someone else you're playing with to facilitate a pleasurable experience for you as well. Yeah. So definitely, I would say start with solo play 
get comfortable and get used to the idea of something being inside you or being around your ass and knowing that everything will be just fine. There's no reason to freak out. And then speak to the person and make sure they know what they're doing. They've thought about what this means. Maybe they've also explored anal by themselves, on themselves, so they can empathize with your position. Yeah, oh, that's what I would say. Can you imagine that? I'm just like, I'm thinking about like cishet Kenyan men. And the that number of people who are willing to explore on themselves is small, 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 small. But mm. there are a lot of people out there who are a lot more open-minded and not homophobic because that is a form of homophobia. You're being an idiot. Um, but yes, I, th I really like the idea of um, playing with yourself. And I think this is every form of sex. I feel like if you, the more that you explore your body and you know what you like, then the more that you're able to communicate that with your partners. And, and I think the driving force of this also is communication because sometimes people are very scared to tell their partners what it is that they like. And I don't know what the, f the underlying fear of that is. It's... Um, I'm actually not sure. Like, let me know. I know people are scared to talk to their partners and tell them what they want. Maybe it's fear of like, um, like uh, bruising your partner's ego. Or, and I don't know why their ego is more important than your orgasm. And so many questions. But communication is the driving force. So once you know what you like, and then you can use your communication skills to tell your partner how it is that you want to be pleased. And, you know, just like, don't be afraid to say that's as far as we're going to go today. We'll try again some other time. Um, our next question. I think we answered somebody asked anal masturbation for women. How a how to guide. I think anal masturbation doesn't map. It's it cuts across gender and it doesn't um, it doesn't discriminate. As long as you have an asshole. Can we talk about anal masturbation? Maybe you can show us some of your toys. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So just to reiterate that point, it really is not a gender-specific thing. Everybody has an ass and everybody can enjoy it. And But with that in mind, there are some toys that would benefit a certain kind of body over other toys. So I'm going to show you a few of... Uh, the examples that I have that can be used in a anal context. Mm -hmm. So, but what's really important when you're considering a toy is making sure you get a toy that won't get lost in your body. I think right? that's so that's get, a like, whole podcast on its own. We can talk so about that base... too. <laughs> 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 so, you want something with a flat base that won't go all the way in, or if it goes all the way in. Or rather, if it doesn't have a flared base, it should be something that's too long to go the way in or something with a string that you can retrieve it out. So I'm going to show you a few examples here. Uh, this is just your sort of run-of-the-mill dildo with the suction base. There we go. So this obviously will fit in quite nicely into a, a strap-on harness, but you can also plug this against the wall. Let's see if we'll stick <laughs> on this wall. Not nah, today. <laughs> Not today, Corona. If you have like a smooth wall surface, then you can do that. Um, so that's that's sort of like a very basic sex toy that has applications in different ways. So you can still use this for the vaginal sex, oral sex, whatever. 
then you'd have also something like this. So that's a glass butt plug, all right? So that goes in and this base stays on the outside. And the nice thing with glass toys, you can also look inside if you wanna take a look through. <laughs> like what's happening in there? The toy, all right? So that's, <laughs> so that's a, a nice shape. It will stimulate you inside quite nicely. And glass is quite hard, which means it doesn't have a lot of give. So if you're going for a bigger toy, glass is a bit more intense. I'll suggest go for a silicone toy to start off with. And then you have like prostate specific kind of toys. This is a prostate massager. So it's designed for someone with a prostate and specifically the anatomy is stimulated by the toy itself. Right. It still feels nice to go in and out, but overall it's nice as a prostate massager specifically. Then you get the vibrating kind of toys. This one has <clears throat> got two different motors. Aha, those are also vibrating. Yeah, both nice. of them. So, yeah. dope. So this bit has a motor and this bit has a motor as well, all right? The part that I'm holding now yeah. goes in and hits the prostate or it just goes internally and hits whatever is yeah. inside. And this part, you sit on it and it kind of rocks your perineum as well. So it vibrates mm. your perineum and it can slide up all the way to your vaginal canal as well. Yeah. So this can be used by both men and women or different body types. And you can also change the angle so this can find the right spot mm -hmm. for your body type. All right. And if you flip it over, it can go inside the vagina and then stimulate the mm -hmm. clit on top as well. So that's quite multitasking-like. What's that toy called? Do you know the name of the toy? Uh, it's, it's a, there's a company called Lovense, L-O-V-E-N-S-E. And they have a bunch of different like Wi-Fi controlled and Bluetooth controlled toys. So if you just go to lovense.com, you can find a bunch of different toys. I think they make Lush mm -hmm. as well. A lot of uh, adult filmmakers use the Lush toys. I think they're the same company. Mm -hmm. And then you have something like this. So this is a magic wand. If, if you're not familiar with this, it's a vibrating toy. And it's got a little head attachment where these anal beads go inside. And then the idea is they move the vibrations into the body as well. So you can vibrate the toy. And if you are flexible enough, you can also, give me one second, put the actual vibrator itself inside you. So mm -hmm. depending on the size of your body and how much you're able to take in, this can also go inside. Right? But this is quite advanced. What does that thing. feel like when it's coming out? Then... Because it has, a, it has a really thin base, like it, it's thick at the top and then it mm. go, gets really thin. So I imagine that if you put it inside, yeah. like when you're removing it, that might feel something. What's the something? Yeah. <laughs> Wake you up. <laughs> Having trouble waking up? Then... Uh, then if you have to happen to have a penis as well, you can also get like cock rings that have a little vibrating bit so this can stimulate your perineum as well so the outside of your ass between your ass and your balls that would be a nice little vibration 
and something like this can go inside um, your ass and then vibrate on the perineum as well. Some other toys, not this one specifically, but some other toys, you can then insert one into a vagina and one into an ass at the same time. Mm, but there, there, there's such a huge world of possibilities when it comes to toys. Uh, these are some of the ones I have on hand right now, but literally every day someone is coming up with some new and improved version of a thing or newly mm. created toys to explore. Yeah, I think I'll stop I there. I love now. it. <laughs> I love it. I'm a little turned on. <laughs> All those toys. Uh, somebody asked the constipation after. Is it normal? The constipation after. Um, this is the first time I'm hearing this kind of question, mm. so I'm not sure if it's a unique experience that they're having or if it's mm. common. I have no idea. Personally, myself. I have never felt it, but what you can get is you can get cramps if you do your prep work with cold water. So if you're washing out your insides, to can we can we actually just get into prep work? What does mm. it what does the, what does it entail? So 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 sometimes depending on the kind of sex you want to explore, there are different levels of preparation you can do, right? So let's say all you want to enjoy is someone licking your ass. Obviously, then you shower and make sure your ass is clean on the outside, like thoroughly clean. And then maybe go in with the finger on the inside and just like give that a little clean as well. Mm -hmm. In the shower, down the drain, no problem. All right. And then let's say maybe you actually want something put inside of you, but something shallow. So like a, a short object or sex toy or finger or not an entirety of a penis maybe. Then you can get a little douching bulb so it looks like like a turkey baster basically mm -hmm. that you fill up with water then you squirt it up your ass and then do that a few times rinsing into the toilet a few times and what that does it does a very shallow clean so the first part of your lower rectum is clean enough and then you can have sex without any real worry but if you know you're going to be doing some intense and deep penetration kind of sex then you do like an enema and that would involve putting in a few liters of water over a period of time into your body, then purge it out, then into your body again, purge it out, into your body, purge it out. And I'll do that maybe two to three hours before you want to have that kind of sex because that will give uh, your body enough time to release all the water. So once in a while you have to go back into the bathroom and release that water. So the water temperature you use at this point is what's critical. If you use a cold temperature, it's going to make your muscles and intestines cramp up. So then you get this feeling of cramps before, during, and maybe even after as well. So that's, that's what I would uh, <clears throat> look out for. That's what I'd be careful about. So get the, body temp the temperature just right and make sure you've had enough time between the enema prep and the sex so that all the water has come out because you don't want to be caught by a surprise during your sexual exploration, obviously. But even if you do, it's not the end of the world. If you have a towel down, if you're familiar with having sex with the, someone on their period, team put a towel down all the way. <laughs> I ha I've had a surprise once so, during anal play and... 
I guess I was just like, whatever. It's like you you went there by yourself. Oh, Nobody wow. put a gun to your head. So what the fuck were you expecting? <laughs> okay, so I like that. I like that prep conversation. A lot of questions were answered. I I mean, you answered a lot of questions because so many people were asking about prep. Yes. So so that's I think we've answered that, and it's really about like um, not feeling not feeling too uncomfortable when mistakes happen trying to figure out not to feel how not to feel too uncomfortable when small mistakes happen. Somebody asks, how do you get past the ring of fire without it feeling like death? Deep breathing and lube isn't enough. So I think that may be linked to the sort of comfort level, the relaxation level. If you're finding you can't even use like a little pinky, um, I think your body is just like really, really tied up or clenched up. So it's it's uh, something to maybe focus on thinking about relaxing. And what a lot of people find useful is if you're the kind of person who can have multiple orgasms, maybe have a few orgasms before you try anal. That will really relax the body, really get the body used to the idea of receiving pleasure. And that way, when you try and use a finger or any other toy inside your ass, your body is more receptive. So it's just about, even if you don't going to have an orgasm, have different, different kinds of sex for a little bit before you get into the anal. That'll just give you time to get really relaxed and in a really accepting mood, shall we say. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have a personal question for you. Do you prefer anal sex partnered or solo? It depends on the mood. I don't have a preference. Yeah, it will depend on the mood. With the, with a partner, it's nice because they can do things that you can't do to yourself because mm -hmm. of the, the the physics angling and, and positioning and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's nice. But um. With myself, then it's also a matter of I can take a lot more time and really explore different kinds of anal play without a time limit and without mm. having to worry about someone else in the room. Yeah, so it depends on mm. on the mood and what I'm trying to chase. Uh, Do you have a preference? Um, I think alone. Mm. I think solo play is better for me because just because I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm trying to achieve. And I really do feel mm. like partnered sex is um, that that thing for the somebody else in the room and you thinking about somebody else and just like not having to have that burden just makes makes it easier for, for me. And I've, I've figured out how to have like anal and vaginal and clitoral stimulation all at the same time. And let me tell you, sir, the orgasms. <laughs> 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 I have never, Good time. Good time. <laughs> never experienced an orgasm so like in my life like I do when when everything is stimulated at the same time. Um, I have a question, another question. Would anal sex aggravate already existing hemorrhoids? Yeah, so if you're going to do penetrative anal sex, I would not try it out with uh, hemorrhoids. Um, that, yeah, it's not going to be good for that. 
for sure. But you can still explore external anal play. It doesn't have to be penetrative for you to enjoy it as well. Yeah. So always speak to a proper medical professional, but I personally wouldn't recommend okay. it. Even though like also people have different size hemorrhoids. So I think if, if you if you're if you have smaller hemorrhoids that don't get aggravated um, is easily, I think you mm. you can sort of experiment with 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 anal and penetration more than if you had like crazy hemorrhoids that flared up um, frequently, then that's probably something mm. to weigh. I guess it's a true. It's a, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely trial and error as well. Like only, you know, your body as well. You're the first person to investigate that for yourself as a person. So I would say, yeah, actually, maybe let me re rephrase. I agree with you more than with myself. <laughs> Experiment a little bit with yourself and get it there. Yeah, your your body, to reiterate something that you said earlier, you, like move at your body's pace, your body is literally will tell you what to do and when to stop. Um, somebody just asked to expand on the three way stimulation kindly. Let me, let me go into my door. Mm. Um, uh, people, are, people, are, <laughs> people really want this expansion. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll have this is this this one. This is my favorite toy ever, and um, it's because I use it together with other other things. Like I I I don't have many many situations where I use it um, on its own. I'll always use it together with like stimulating other parts of my body. So this is a vibrating butt plug mm. and I got it on organic Lovin, which is an, um, an app where I get all of my toys because Taylor sells body safe toys and body safe lubes. And also it's black owned. So it's in the link in my bio, right at the bottom. This is where I got this. So I, this is my favorite, um, toy and this is a vibrating wand. And then, um, mm. So this um, is a is a G spot stimulator. So if you um, put this inside your vagina, it rubs against where your G spot is, and then because the tip of the wand is also vibrating, you have clitoral stimulation, you have G spot stimulation, Ooh. and then you have anal stimulation. Wow! <laughs> Alternatively, <Amazing. laughs> not many people have um, these toys, but like. Um, I know a lot more people have like simpler toys. Um, this is just a really simple plastic um, vibrating toy. I always like to say if the material is not body safe, put a condom on it. Um, or if you have just like some like a little vibrating toy, then you can always use one of these for for um, anal um, insertion. And then you can put your fingers inside your vagina and then you can rub with your other hand. You, it's very like it's a very like interesting situation you can put your fingers inside yourself um and then you can rub your um clitoris with your other hand <laughs> i hope Fantastic. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. i have some something to add to that as well yep so if you uh, play with a partner um and they happen to have a vagina as well what you can do is this little finger went to the, the ass, market maybe even two okay. fingers <laughs> Then these two in the vagina, and then this one on their clit, or it can be uh, ass, vagina, and then clit. Yes. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're playing with a partner, you can definitely, with just your hand, yes. still do three-way orgasms as well. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, God. I haven't had sex in so long. This is hard for me. Okay. <laughs> but this is good because now, you see, I'm getting my mojo back. It was lost temporarily. <laughs> that was temporary. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Another question. Uh, how do I enjoy no matter how much lube I put, I still feel pain? The question is a bit open-ended, unfortunately. <laughs> so it de it depends what kind of pain they're experiencing, right? So if it's maybe the person you're playing with is too big, no matter how much lube you're using, it's going to hurt just because your body isn't used to that particular size of toy, of uh, phallus, of finger, whatever, right? So sometimes, even if you have like three liters of lube, if the thing is just too big, it's just too big. There's no getting around that. But also, it could also be a matter of maybe the toy you're using is too rigid for you. So like a glass toy would be really, really intense to try and push through because it's not forgiving at all. Or it could be something as simple but problematic as someone's fingernails haven't been trimmed right. So they're actually like scratching you raw and that's why you're feeling pain, you know. Or it could be you maybe have hemorrhoids you're not aware of um, or maybe you're pushing too quickly and too aggressively within a play session every time. So I think slow down definitely. Um, start very, very small. Even if it seems pointless, go smaller. There are tiny, tiny toys you can play with, but also maybe except for now, you can focus on external play and then later on you can move to internal play once you're more comfortable as well. Yeah. Mm, perfect. That's the perfect answer. Mm. How do I become relaxed enough to have anal? Ah, so that that's going to be level of comfort with your own body and with any potential play partners. I think those are two really huge factors. If you are just apprehensive in general, anal is going to be even more difficult because I'm sure people are aware if you're apprehensive and you're trying to have vaginal sex, or even oral sex of any sort, things are already quite challenging, right? So you need to be in a place, in an environment with a person you're really, really, really keen on, right? You're really comfortable with, yeah. So that's, I think to me, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles um, people need to interrogate. Why are you not comfortable with this person, right? And it could be as simple as you don't feel like they empathize with the position. So maybe get them to explore anal sex ever. So you both feel like you're on equal footing and you're comfortable with each other. Yeah. And then also definitely focusing on other kinds of sex is important before you jump straight into anal play, unless you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So I don't like using the word foreplay because it prioritizes different kinds of sexual acts, but think of it as a, Focus on something else, enjoy something else, then anal sex will happen, and then you move on to something else again. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Everywhere I go, people they hit.
Our podcast of the week is Proho. Penda, who was my guest in last week's podcast, started Proho after her mom gave her her first vibrator for Christmas, which sparked a conversation on the lack of sexual dialogue in black communities. She is hyper-focused on the politics of feeling good and the ways women, particularly women of color, can use sex and taboo as positive forces for social change. You can find her podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Or to make it a little easier, there's a direct link in the description box below. Now back to our podcast episode. don't advocate for any drugs or alcohol for relaxation when it comes to to sex because that's where a lot of things are blurry and somebody who is uh, is under the influence is is not um like sober enough to give consent so do things sober also just like your body enjoys them better when when you know when you're in a more relaxed natural state and and you and you are comfortable with your partner. Mm. But also, in, in, in addition to your point, Kaz, what typically happens when you are under some kind of influence is you're more prone to saying yes to things and pushing beyond your body's normal capacity. And then, so maybe you could have the sex, but later on, you could actually recognize and realize that you've done some damage. You know? So certainly, I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, recommend using alcohol either or any other kind of drug really okay yep i agree i agree okay so somebody asked would you would be interested to know where you buy your anal toys and which ones so i think what we'll do is that we'll write a list we can put together a list and then post it later for anyone who's interested and where to get them and and so on and so forth yeah okay somebody somebody says i'm straight this is a man i'm straight I love anal sex. My previous girlfriend got me hooked. That, that's that's great. a great question, but good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Slow clap. That's phenomenal. That's wonderful. Yeah. Somebody has asked, I don't know if I missed this because I joined late. I have a question around cleaning after anal sex. What measures do you need to take into account? So depending on how um, you prepared for the anal sex, so if you did like a a gentle cleaning, it is possible that your body can move things around. So I would just say use a condom on the toy or on the person you're playing with. If it's just you, then you just a matter of going to the bathroom and you let it all out. If you've done like a more thorough cleaning, then usually all that comes out is just lube. So you don't have to worry about that. You just go and sit on your lube and then just get let the lube come out. Yeah. So for me, that's pretty... So if you've done proper prep, then you shouldn't have an issue with like cleaning after. Yeah. But sometimes it is possible that you, you go... And you don't realize you haven't done a thorough job of cleaning. You think you have, and then things move down a little bit. So actually, to go back to a previous point about prep work as well, 
don't eat an intense meal the same day you're going to do uh, anal sex. You're going to do like an intense anal session because you're going to be so blocked up and you're just going to feel bloated. You just won't feel comfortable. What's an intense meal? Yeah. So definitely go like vegetarian, but not like beans, like maybe like salads, maybe fish, uh, light meals, like little snacks instead of like starchy, heavy duty protein kind of meals. Yeah. So don't go eating Yamachoma at Jogona's just before you have a play session. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I normally say even like within the day, like a full 24 hour period, just calm down. Right. Okay. Yeah, if you're gonna have spontaneous sex, that's a different story. But if you know, yeah, okay, just be ready. Over, or I'm gonna treat myself to some nice nuts, then think about it in advance. Okay. Someone asked, is it painful? If it's painful, um, something is not going well. It shouldn't be painful. It can be painful if you not actually not painful, uncomfortable. If you're trying to increase your size range, so let's maybe try. You wanna try increase the kind of toy size you're playing with or the number of fingers or maybe it's a new partner with a bigger penis then it, so it can be uncomfortable and that may take time to get used to this new sort of level of dilation of your ass so that's where things can be uncomfortable if it's painful you should stop and reevaluate maybe go down a grade in terms of size or in terms of frequency like the vigorous nature of the sex you're having but i can't remember the last time i had pain for anal sex I, I, I think yeah up. i think also like small dicks matter in mm. times like these yeah definitely yeah because I, I don't think i could have um anal sex with with 22 inch penises <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. You can do it. I believe in you. That's all I needed. Everything with practice, actually. If you're seeing this as something you want to do for a long time, over years and years, then there's no rush. Ease into it. Start small and then bit by bit get to the thing that you really want to get to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the person who just say baby steps, just go and jish. Definitely baby steps. Do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And whoever asked me to take my top off, I'll send you the M-Pesa number so you can pay me. That shit ain't free. Uh, please and thanks. How can I introduce this to my hubby without him getting offended? So this one is going to involve a bit of work. Um, it's unfair, but that's the reality of it. If you want to introduce either a straight man or like a mask presenting person, uh, someone who's used to existing in a world where sex is something they do to people versus sex is something that they share with people. You're gonna have to have a serious conversation about power dynamics and sex, all right? If you're used to the idea of getting fucked or doing the fucking, you need to maybe engage with a different perspective and think about sex as something you share with the person, all right? And so that would mean if you're going to get anal sex given to you, 
you're not losing any power you just someone is doing something nice for you they're sharing a nice pleasurable thing with you as opposed to oh they're dominating me or they're penetrating me or i'm losing my masculinity or whatever the case may be so that's one aspect of it and the other aspect is a lot of people conflate anal sex with gay or queer sex all right and again as we said in the very beginning anybody can have anal sex but on top of that even if it was to be conflated with, with gay sex so what right you know who you're attracted to you know what you like and if you know you're attracted to women the person giving you anal pleasure hasn't changed so it hasn't changed your orientation either and how you identify yeah so i think people need to work on the ideas of what anal sex is and who is who it who it is for and deal with the conversation first and then you can approach the you know sex itself a bit more in a place of neutrality and comfort yeah i like that hmm, hmm. a lot of um questions are sort of they're all because they were all based around cleanliness mm -hmm. and douching and we've already touched on that um is a rim job safe mm. so it depends on what you mean by safe right from a sort of health point of view if someone is living with an sdi temporarily or permanently anal sex is no reason to stop having protective sex right so if you're using barriers in all the other kinds of sex you're having whether it's oral sex like dental dams or condoms on a phallus or if it's penetrative vaginal intercourse if you have a reason to be wearing some kind of protective barrier anal sex won't change that and rimming counts as anal sex and it counts as a high risk sexual activity as well same with oral sex. I think most people accept the risks around oral sex, but it's equally likely to transmit disease, right? So from that point of view, definitely, if you have reason to think you should be using a barrier, use a barrier. So that can be a condom, that can be a dental dam, <clears throat> or whatever you, you want to use, right? And from a sort of gastrointestinal point of view, if you're gonna rim someone, I would say make sure they've cleaned their ass and like giving it a proper, not like a wipe with some toilet paper, like a proper wash, right? Because whatever bacteria is down there is not meant to be inside your body. And if you have a cut inside your throat, inside your gut in general, or just bacteria end up in the wrong place in your body. They can colonize that new place and then overgrow, then you end up with infection or other kinds of complications. So in that regard, from a bacteria and viral point of view, it is safe if you do it safely. And from a sort of pain point of view, that's probably the least painful thing you're gonna do, I would say. Yeah, if, you, you're, if you're struggling with getting to the point where you're relaxed enough to have non-pain-free pain sex, I would say rimming is probably like the, the on the gentler side of life, yeah. Yeah, rimming is bae. 
Someone says, if you do it often enough, does it ever get easier to do without a lot of foreplay? I think you yes, touched on actually. that a little bit, right? Hmm. So what happens is um, it's the same as stretching your body, right? If you do yoga, if you do any kind of movement practice where, you know, you never used to be able to, you were at some point you couldn't touch your toes standing down and bending over. Then over a few months to a few years, you've joined some kind of workout program and suddenly you can touch your toes in a heartbeat without even thinking about it. Anal play, and I think sex in general, can take on the same properties. Because again, you're stretching your muscles, you're training your muscles to accommodate something bigger than usual, to accommodate something that's coming in from the outside versus out from the inside. So certainly you'll get to a point where you are more comfortable with a certain kind of level of play where you still need your loop, you still need some kind of foreplay, you still need to be in the right kind of mood, but you will find your body is a lot more accommodating sooner rather than later. And after you're done playing, your body will return to its normal state. Because the same way, if you're stretching in your stretch class, after you're done stretching, you sort of like suddenly your bicep is too long, right? Your bicep returns to its normal shape and that muscle is strong and it's more flexible, but it's not necessarily looser. So some people often worry that then you get incontinent and you can hold things inside your body. You have to push your ass really, really, really far to get to that point where you can't control your bowel movements. Yeah, so certainly it gets easier with time. Another question that um, I've actually just remembered uh, that I that I received was, do people worry that after anal sex that their their anal muscles really like get looser and it's harder for them to like hold their shit together? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a misconception because yeah. The thing that's controlling your anal play is the sphincter muscles. So they are muscle group. And if you stretch any other muscle in your body, you know that it doesn't get looser. It actually gets stronger. And you're able to do more things in a greater range of motion, right? So all this means is you can um, sit in the splits for longer with ease. But after you're done sitting in the splits, you can still walk around upright, right? Your body can still do the normal things that you can do. So same with the sphincter muscles. Um, <laughs> Why Titi is laughing hard here, Wataiti. <laughs> so, so, yes, I understand the concern, but you'd have to like be doing like Olympic level, like in a play, like really, really far out in a play where you start to, to prolapse. Like putting a head inside your asshole. Yeah, you're, you're like really pushing things for you to get to that point where your muscles can hold together. So after you're done playing, things will be a bit loose because it's really relaxed. But like within 30 minutes, you're back to your usual sort of level of tightness. Yeah. Tightness. Tight. Mm. Mm. Mm, twit, twit. that's all the questions we have so i'm just going to just to wrap it up uh because i have kaz's twerk out class which i need to go and prepare for ah. but for the next couple of minutes if people can 
um, just ask if you guys have any questions that we haven't already answered, then, you know, let us know what yes, your please. pressing questions are and mm. we're here for it. Yeah. Send them questions in, please. Somebody said a woman's spinster muscles goes whack after birth. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 So that's one of those sort of Olympic level events. It's not That's true, that's a whole baby. <laughs> that's a whole baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 a lot of intense immediate physical change, right? Like through the pregnancy, sure things are dilating and getting more and more ready to be accommodating, but still in a moment or in a few hours or within a day of labor, you go through a very intense physical session. So it's not surprising that that happens. Yeah. It's like, it's almost, it's not the same, but it's almost like tearing a hamstring, right? Like you kick yeah. too far and then, yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of uh, women experience um, u- uterus, oh, when your muscles separate, what's that word? Like a prolapse. Prolapse. There we go, That's yeah. the one. Thank you, Hope Garden's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of women um, do experience prolapses, uh, uter- uterus uterine prolapses or different different prolapses like prolapses on different parts of this area after childbirth and so that's definitely something to also keep in mind which also goes back into saying that listen to your body always listen to your body before you get into any kind of situation if you feel like a situation is taking it too far then um, reel it back in and communicate with your partner. Or if you're playing with yourself, you know how you're going to be able to navigate that situation. And, you know, you're not trying to hurt yourself. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, Whilst we're waiting for questions, I'll just throw in some other pointers. Talking about the kind of toys you can use is definitely important that you do your research because obviously sex toys are quite expensive and... You want to make sure you've thought about it really. What do you think you would like about anal play? Do you think you enjoy more of the mental aspect of it? Like the fact knowing that you've got something inside you in a place we don't normally associate with sex? Or is it you want to stimulate your prostate? Or is it maybe you want to do like um, double-ended fun? So maybe you and your partner want to have the same toy within two separate bodies. Right, so yeah. if you get like a nice long double in a double sided dildo, mm, right, you can have one toy in your partner, one toy or one end in your partner, one end in you, and that can change the experience quite significantly as well. Because then now you both empathize on the same position, you feel like in it together. So that's that's also nice advice for people trying to explore with their partner maybe explore it as something you do together rather than something one specific person receives and the other person doesn't. And if you have multiple yeah. partners, then that's a different configuration. You need one like a triple ended dildo. <laughs> Is anyone making those yet? <laughs> I wonder, yeah, but, I don't think so. but also just like where would your legs go? <laughs> it's like there's three of you. <laughs> this, to... <laughs> this is why you do booty twerk workouts and whatnot. So you can be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um Tapio, before we go, can you show us your biggest toy? Or what do you mean by big, though? I don't know. The biggest thing that goes in your booty hole. 
<laughs> Your hand. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just lift it from the bed? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Can you all be my partners? Mine would never accept a double end situation. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna pass, but thanks for asking. <laughs> but I also think a lot of people project things onto their partners, and it's important that you have a partnership with a person where, or with people, where you can have a conversation that's neutral. Right. So maybe you're not going to end up having anal sex with them, but you can explain to them why you'd like to try it, what's in it for you, what's in it for them, and why you think it's important. Right. And you as a person receiving this information should also keep an open mind. You may not want to do it, but don't be dismissive outright to your partner. Engage with it, think about it, do some research, and come up with an answer that makes sense and not an instinctual answer to say, no, I'll never do that versus i've thought about it for myself and besides what anyone else thinks for myself i still don't like it or for myself actually i like it so it's really important that you speak to your partners and if you can't bring up something like this with your partner you need to evaluate the nature of that relationship as well you know you need to seriously think about why is it you can't bring up conversation never mind an act just a conversation about an act yeah yeah and i think this is also like a nice way to end this conversation because i imagine that the reason all these people are here is because they're into anal sex mm. uh not everybody is it's not mm. necessarily everybody's thing different mm. body type people experience different sensations with different parts of their body mm. everybody is different sure. and as long as we can keep that in mind and um, one, I remember a question I received uh, like last week and somebody was asking, how do I have anal sex with my girlfriend? Um, I, like, I'm just like, you have to find a middle ground and something that works for, for both of you. So if it's not something that they're into, maybe you can do something that's close. Maybe you can um, try and talk about doing something that's a little bit closer to that or the, you know just like there needs to be there needs to be a middle ground and it's not necessarily for everybody and we have to understand that mm, for sure yeah definitely for sure. i think that's all we got for now uh, y'all stay home huh mm, definitely we're here to flatten the curve and that's all we got for you from now Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, I love being here. I love creating weekly content for you. If there's anything that you want to listen to in particular, please be sure to email us on host at the spreadpodcast.com. And of course, if you're not already, follow us on at the spread pod across the board. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, leave us good reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Till next week, guys. Bye. Expose yourself to me too Cause I want your love Will you give me love Make my dream a reality Cause I know I'm not gonna run around Looking for something that's fine